Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're talking to one of my good friends, Cynthia Chen. Hi, Cynthia. How are you, Ben? So nice to see you. It's great to see you as well and great to talk to you. Cynthia is the president of North America Health at, at Reckitt um, with their new name. They used to be Reckitt Benkaiser, now they are Reckitt. And Cynthia, I'm sure you're going to tell us a lot about that in a second. But before we get into what you're working on right now, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your career. Uh, happy to. Uh, so as you said, that Bent, I am the president for North America Health at Racket. Uh, a record name, as to your point, we have changed so many times from Racket Bankiza to Racket. Finally, it's Racket. I actually think that's very punchy. It's easy to pronounce. Uh, so yeah, I've been uh, in CPD industry for a very long time. I have known you, Bent, for a very long time. No, I am no, fortunate. No. We're, only, we're only kids. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. We're only kids. At least the kids in our mind and uh, our heart, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, I have been a long time in CPG. Uh, I am fortunate that I had a lot of firsts. Um, and Ben, you remember so many firsts, right? So the first time we we're doing real-time marketing when I was working on Oreo. Uh, and then in 2015, with Barna yourself and lots of great agency partners, we also started with the first in DTC. I don't know whether you remember this, Patrick. So I actually brought a show and tell. Hey, look at this. Oh, my remember God. That? That's a collector's <laughs> item. <laughs> exactly. It's got a color field. Uh, but also, even at Rocket, we have lots of firsts. For instance, you know, in consumer healthcare, nobody does TikTok. We were the first one doing TikTok. Uh, and, and if you talk, talk to TikTok, they were saying, they will tell you, even within across all the sectors, it's probably the most engaged campaign uh, on TikTok platform. Uh, we also did our first time live streaming DTC. Right? So you have seen that uh, we did on YouTube, um, both for sexual being, but also for Mucinex. So really, really exciting. Now, this is something that's actually very, very common in, in China. Uh, three to four years ago, uh, I've already done personally live streaming, but coming to the U.S., it's actually quite exciting, right? So you see that the, the tick, right? So you see the products actually uh, selling uh, real time. We sold our Mucinex sickware uh, within half an hour online, right? So amazing. on YouTube, it's, it's amazing, right? So, uh, but also, you know, as a leader, I also have a lot of interse- intersectionality, right? So I'm a business leader, but I happen to a female and I happen, happen to be a, a uh, a leader who happened to be of Asian origin, which is a, a really hot topic right now. Um, I have, I'm being very lucky that I've worked uh, and lived in three different continents, but also two biggest, the largest economies in the world, which is uh, the United States uh, and China. I've been to so many different countries so that my job takes me to, uh, so far I counted yesterday, I counted event. I've been to 57 countries. Right. Whoa. Although I, I will not claim that to say I've been really going to every single corner of those 57 countries, but I certainly land my feet on 57 countries. I, I run a business both global, local, region, global category, um, but also in the market. 
Uh, so in terms of categories, uh, different sectors, uh, beauty, fashion, household, consumer health, and food, uh, you name it. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, really exciting, uh, yeah, really I exciting mean, it's, career it's, here. It's been amazing to see how your career has evolved. Uh, I, I certainly remember the first meeting I think I ever was in with you at, at Mondelez. Uh, it was just a wonderful, uh, for me, Cynthia, it's just kind of like my greatest story about you where... Uh, we were in a room with probably about 30 other executives and everyone's 29 executives said no to a very daring idea for the company. And you were the sole voice that said, come on, what are we? Are we going to take a gamble or not? And it ended up being an extremely successful effort uh, for Mondelez and Obviously, I've seen the same things that you've done at GSK and the amazing work that uh, that that you did for General Mills in China with Hagen Dazs, and now at Reckitt. So, tell me more a little bit about what's going on with Reckitt and your experiences there. Yeah, uh, so, so um, Reckitt, you know, we are going through a really uh, phenomenal transformation. Uh, we have a new uh, CEO, new leader coming into the organization. And, you know, um, the objective have not changed since day one that, you know, with, with whatever company I work at, uh, uh, the objective is always twofold. The first one is really to deliver top tier financial performance. Right? So, and the second one is equally important. If not important, it's really build a great place to work. Now, 2020 has always been, obviously been very challenging, challenging on so many different levels and for, for all of us, right? So, and right now what we are working on is really preparing for post pandemic, right? So that, that ranges how do we the office opening and how flexible we are with the, the folks coming back to the office, the digital transformation, certainly the speed is completely different from before pandemic. Right. So, uh, you know, if you think about e-commerce, e-commerce ecosystem, digital transformation, if we say it's fast, now it's probably 10 times, 50 times faster. I told every single person, even my dad, who is 78, about to turn 79 years old, even use TikTok in Douyin, in that matter, uh, for that matter, in China. It's unthinkable. But also linked with that is cyber cybersecurity, you know, what about consumer change of behavior? How do they order? It's not about what they order, but how fast we can actually ship the product to them. So there's a lot of things we're thinking about. Now, as a yeah. business and, leader. And, 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 and I, I think that when I look at what you've been working on at Reckitt, um, it's incredible to see the pace of change that you guys have, have been uh, moving at. I mean, Reckitt's not a, not a small company. But uh, you guys are really moving quickly. Uh, we are. Uh, so, you know, if I think about it, right? So I joined the company uh, sometime end of August 2019. So I've been here for about a year and six to seven months time. And I'm thinking back, I felt like, a, so first of all, I felt like I've been here for a long time. Now, part of that is also because I'm a boomerang. I'm coming back. I know exactly what I'm getting into. But also, it's not the, the old racket bank. It's a, it's a completely different company, right? So if I reflect... Uh, the one year and six months being here. First and foremost, uh, we, deliver, we delivered uh, the, first, the best performance in the last four years time, right? So I cannot tell you the specific data, but, but certainly we delivered uh, the best performance uh, in the last four years. We also now became uh, the best company to work for in the United States. Think of our record, right? So now we are officially Forbes, America's 
large, best large company to work for in the United States. So this is something I take a really great pride in. Right? So you can do fantastic about business results, but that can only last for one year, two years. In order to have that sustainable, what I call that good growth or predictably boring growth, you got to build a team, right? Which is a great place to work. Get into a team to believe in the mission, believe in what you want to achieve. And that's, you, you can build a sustainable growth, right? So, so yeah, lots of things happened, um, you know, and in addition, you know, this year, obviously ERG is super, super, you know, hot topic. Um, you know, we actually formalized all our ERGs, right? So I'm super proud of, you know, what, what the company has allowed to do and what company, you know, we in North America have accomplished as a team. Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, it's incredible to see the progress and, and honestly, uh, talking to you, Cynthia is always, uh, kind of almost like a pep talk. I, I feel energized <laughs> and I'm excited about what you what record is up to, but, um, you know, one of the things that I, I wanted to talk about because. I feel uh, it's, it's, it's very important to raise this topic right now, as well as something that I think that you've been tracking for, uh, for quite a while, which is, um, you know, in your social media, you've been celebrating Asians and Asian Americans uh, in the workplace for, I think, almost a year and a half, two years now, if I'm correct. And, um, mm -hmm. and I, I think it's been a, a beautiful effort, and it, it certainly has become one that I think is needed for, for all parts of society. But, you know, tell me about what you're seeing and, and how, how, how those, how the, the landscape is shifting and, and some of the positive steps that we might be able to see going forward. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm bent you and we talked about even, um, you know, not too long ago, right? So it's heartbreaking to see that as a nation we're so divided, right? So divided, not only, the parties, but also um, the races that, you know, you know, uh, all these kind of talk. So last year, um, when we saw that AAPI become being targeted, um, as a matter of fact, you know, you know, we, well, I just saw one report that was saying by end of, um, I think by beginning of this year, or end of last year, um, there were about 3,800 cases of hate crimes, right? So against, uh, you know, AAPI in particular, and, as a country that 2020, our hate crimes coming down about minus 7%. However, from AAPI actually went up by more than 150%. Mm. So at that point, um, you know, for me is really as a leader who happened to be, you know, of Asian origin, I thought about so many different things, heartbreaking, anger. Um, but then quickly I realized that, you know, being, being, feeling that is not sufficient. Is that what can I do to help? So, um, uh, two things I did. One is really create awareness, right? Awareness about this is not acceptable. And, and we as a community should be, you know, have a secret allyship or work with across all the communities and, and build that unity. The second piece is actually also another show and tell that I, I put together this book. Have you seen this book? From beginning to the end, uh, 30 days, right? So it's called Be a Helper. So look at this, right? So I, I need to send you one copy, yeah, it's right? Beautiful. Is that instead of uh, instead of talking about uh, uh, the you know hate crimes, so how do we actually celebrate business leaders, right? So started last year, um, I profiled probably 30, 30 plus people, and it, it's not it's just the beginning, right? So we're gonna continue to do that, um, and um, so this is the volume one, right? So after we pro 
profile on LinkedIn. And then we actually came up with this, uh, you know, sort of like a, you know, book. Mm -hmm. And this is also representing we, we, you know, as a, you know, as a leader, how we can really come in and act and be a helper, right? So by the end of the day, we cannot just um, just be aware, just to talk about the, and be a victim, victimize ourselves. Is that how do we actually change that experience to be more positive and do something about it? And and, and now I see yeah, that. I, I yeah. think that, that that to me is one of the great things that we've noticed about. Um, I would I, I maybe maybe it's as uh, I'd say correctly stating it, but true leaders, leaders that. Um, uh, took a stand on issues um, over 2020, but also followed them up with actions. Uh, and 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 I think that that's really what what your book is getting at, and certainly what I've seen with you, which has been spectacular. Yeah, it has been the, the response from community has been fantastic, right? So the book encompasses of Erica Yuan to Michael Shu that I used to work for at Craft. Uh, to uh, Nick Tran, to uh, Safra CMO, uh, you know, and Deborah. So it, you know, encompasses uh, across all the business leaders who have not only been successful at what they do day to day at work, but also they have strong conviction that how they can be a helper. So being helper is that you're gonna have all these group of people and come together and help our society. So to me is that, I mean, you have been taught, I learned so much from you, Ben, actually, um, influenced so much by you. You talked about the, the energy, but energy builds on energy. Positive energy builds on positive energy, right? So, um, so for me, it's really to say that how as a leader, that we can, um, you know, and do something about it, uh, and make make sure that we are usable, we are useful, and provides that utility. The utility doesn't necessarily mean that oh, you know, you, if you don't have a job, I find your job, but also connecting, right? right? So how do you actually connect with people and and talk about it? I may not be able to find your job, but I can still listen to you and provide the advices, right? So those are the things that uh, you know, day in and day out, I'm thinking about. So. I mean, over the pandemic, certainly this has been, uh, I'd say, kind of the social change issue has been almost a backdrop that we've all seen and participated and actioned uh, when possible. Um, but on a, on a personal level and maybe, um, you know, a, a professional level, the pandemic certainly has, has presented tons of challenges. And just be curious to kind of hear what what's keeping you sane uh, this year of, of what we've lived through, as well as kind of some of the things that uh, you guys are, are planning um, as you prepare for that post-pandemic world. That's a wonderful question. Uh, I actually think that, you know, I used to be a professional athlete, so working out certainly is helping me. Uh, I have this app, uh, pre, uh, Freeletics, uh, you know, they, they actually track your progress uh, as a tailored for you. So every single day I'm trying to at least uh, put in 15 minutes. Um, I also started to do the uh, walk around meeting. So instead of sitting in my apartment, I actually walk around. Right? So there's some noises, but it's, it's actually really energized me. But a silver lining of that, uh, of this pandemic is also gave me more opportunities to, to connect with my people. Every Friday, I actually have Friday breakfast meeting. And now I have been gone through every single person on my team. So imagine in the office, it's not possible, Ben, that you can actually meet every single employee of your team. Right. But because of this is silver lining, eight o'clock, 8.30 Friday morning, then I have a 10, 15 people actually have that breakfast meeting with me. We have coffee together. We don't talk about work, but rather say, hey, how are you? 
What can I right. do for you, right? So, and we even talk about how do you have a babysitter? How do we think about in the future that, you know, and the flexible workspace, how do we work together? So, so yeah, it, it's a silver lining. Connecting with, the, you know, my people, but also even connecting with you now, we have this yeah. session here, really keeps me sane. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good point, finding maybe almost another level, uh, a deeper form of humanity in, through through this technology. Uh, I, I, I feel like that that's happening in my life as well. And it, it's also almost repositioning and rethinking what that world will be like post-pandemic. I think a, a lot of the talk you hear is, well, will people rush back to the office? And I, I think people may be missing something that's perhaps broader, which is we, we, we may have fundamentally changed as people of how we, we interact and what we expect. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm very excited to see the different models that could be coming out of this. Yeah, there's a lot of things I am thinking about, right? So, uh, you know, obviously it's not only marketing, the consumer behavior change, how do you, you know, um, sell the products to them you know, versus, you know, digital, but that's everybody's talking about this. But as a president of North American Health, I'm also thinking about the, what about the supply and share? What's the, the, what's the balance between just in time versus just in case, right? So if I think about my supply network is uh, across you know, different six, seven countries, uh, four continents, and is this best way to lay out? That's one. Uh, and then you also think about operating model. So for consumer healthcare, obviously besides our sales team, we also have HCP, which is a, you sell to doctors, uh, professionals, and, you know, in the past, you're going to go to office, we call that detailing, right? So we're going to talk to the doctor and say, hey, this product has this benefit and this benefit. Now, suddenly, you can actually do online. The question is, how do you actually do that, right? And then if you think about LinkedIn, for doctors, they have a separate LinkedIn. It's called Doximity. Mm-hmm. All the doctors are on that. So, so how do we actually partner with them and, and, you know, and detailing in a different way? That's also something I'm thinking about. So yeah, um, that makes me think differently and certainly from efficiency and even for the you know, operating model, um, more, um, not even efficiency, but effective. There's a, a new thinking, right? So that's bubbling in my head uh, and how do we do that? Yeah, I, I, I think some of those are, are gonna be key issues and, and certainly um, going forward, uh, I, I love the point that you were just raising, which is that just in case versus just in time. Um, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we, last week, I think it was uh, that, that the story of the Suez Canal where it was blocked up and suddenly no ships could pass to Europe. And <laughs> That's I think, right. you know, I, I, it was one of those moments where I, I think that people just forget how, how products and logistics and raw materials and all of these things actually come together. Um, but you're absolutely right. In a world uh, that, that starts to factor in things like pandemics and, and restructuring, you really have to think about uh, logistics in a new way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. So the key word in, for my, you know, in my mind of moving forward, uh, Bent, is uh, unity. Right, so unit is at so many different levels, right? Personal levels, I want to unite with my dad. My dad is in China by himself, so I could not wait to, uh, after all this down, I can travel back to China, actually give my dad a big hug. 
um, I mean, I miss the hugging. I'm a hug people, right? So if you if you second from people, there's so many different people, but I'm a hug people. When I see you, I, I want to give you a hug and say, hey, man, so nice yeah. to see you. But now you cannot do that. Uh, on business level, without unity, then your supply chain breaks down because your products, for instance, your products are from different countries that you cannot ship it here. And it's slower, it's pricey, and at some time you can even not get a product, mm. right? So, um, and you know, at, at a societal level, I think it's super, super important is that uh, as a country, as a world, how do we have more acceptance, more tolerance, and, and more unity, because by the end of the day, there's only one human, one race, which is called a human race, yeah. right? So, so to me, that the, the, I just cannot wait, right? C- cannot yeah, wait until I mean, you have look, a that, united. That message, that message really resonates with me um, as, as someone who spent uh, over half of my professional career in life outside of the United States. Uh, sometimes I find this quite often kind of misunderstanding and, uh, and in, in the worst case, xenophobia, uh, just kind of perplexing and, and so, so sad. Um, and and I, I think finding the, that commonality and, and, and those bridges is going to be absolutely critical for us to have any form of future, <laughs> any form of future. So um, unity, I, I, I think I'll adopt that word as well. <laughs> Cynthia, I think that's a spectacular way to think about this stuff. Cynthia, I want to thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. Um, if, if people wanted to reach you, um, where's the best place for them to, to find you? So, yeah, my email address uh, at Racket is uh, uh, Cynthia.chan and rb.com. Uh, so, you know, I'm happy to help. But to, to my early point, how do I be useful um, to, to be a really good helper for anyone, everyone, particularly Great. in our industry? That's great. Well, listen, I mean, Cynthia, thank you so much for being on Uncaged today. We've been talking to Cynthia Chen. She is the president of North America Health at Reckitt. Uh, Reckitt is obviously one of the larger health CPG companies in, in the world. Uh, she's had a spectacular career where she's innovated in almost every category that she's touched and very, very excited uh, and inspired today by, by what she's been talking to us about um, we've been talking to Cynthia on Uncaged, the show that gives amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to commerce of tomorrow. Cynthia, thank you so much for being on Uncaged. It's my pleasure. So great talking to you today. Cheers. See you soon. See you.